0: Hi, I'm Alex,
1: and I'm Cassie,
0: and we are The, the thrifty, thrifty Couple, Couple
1: from thethriftycouple.com.
0: And we are the authors of the new book, The 2% Rule to Get Debt-Free Fast, and the accompanying workbook.
1: And you can find The 2% Rule to Get Debt-Free Fast on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and wherever books are sold, and you can find the accompanying workbook on amazon.com and on our website at thethriftycouple.com.
0: Well, I can't believe this, Cass, but guess what? What? You don't know. What? We are on episode five. five. Yes, and this has crazy. been so much fun so far.
1: I have to tell you, I absolutely love podcasting. We've been blogging at thethriftycouple.com dot com now for seven years, actually, in November, um, and it's crazy to think that we've how far we've come. But podcasting has become a new favorite of mine. I love talking to everybody, and I love talking to you. It's and with I you. know, right? <laughs>
0: In fact, we actually broadcast this live, um, the raw recording on Facebook Live, and it's just so much fun to be able to look at each other, Mm -hmm. have the discussion. We're not bound by, you know, have to get everything in a very specific number of words, but we can just have fun and be able to just, you know, really interact with each other.
1: We can say so much more on a podcast than we can in a blog post. (laughs) And you
0: never know what might come out.
1: It's true. Yes. (laughs) It is very true. I mean, this is being recorded live on Facebook, and then... Uploaded to iTunes, so, you know. All
0: our secrets laid bare. That's so, right. Well, that's, our you know, book
1: does a pretty good job of that already. Our
0: book does a very good <laughs> job of that. So, as we get ready for this episode, I'm looking forward to being able to share uh, eight actionable steps that you need to take before the end of the year, and- uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to remind everyone before we get started that we are not financial advisors, that we are a couple that really wants to share from our own experience, from our own research, from what we do ourselves, that ways to be able to help other families to be able to maximize and be able to be the most efficient in their budget and find success and Right.
1: Yeah. And I actually really think that this podcast is going to be very, very helpful because I know for us at the beginning, um, we didn't know a lot of these things. We did not think about them. We were not intentional about them. And I and we made a lot of mistakes. And that's why we make the joke that we have PhDs in the school of hard knocks.
0: <laughs> that's right. Well, actually we share a couple of uh, a couple of our mistakes as well in this episode and what yeah. we should have done better, right? Yes, yes. And so anyway, just just remember this, everybody, that we we are not the financial advisor advisors, if any of these, uh, especially when we talk about tax questions, we talk about investing or whatever else, make sure you talk to your own financial advisor and do your own research as well. But our goal is to try to Let people know about these issues so they can know what to be planning for.
1: Yes, yes. And then do your own research in your individual situation as well um, and knowing how to apply it exactly to your situation.
0: And since we are doing our best, I'm not even sure where we started, but we are doing our best to try to keep these to within 30 minutes or a little bit more. And uh, I really think that we're going to try to do our best, especially on this one as well. Uh, So we have a lot to cover. We can't dig as deeply into each topic as we like. But again, we just want to provide this high-level overview. Remember as well, we'll be sharing on the dot com slash zero zero five. We're going to be sharing all the show notes and the links and the resources and everything else that we that we share today. Um, but but again, it was just so much fun uh, last week. In fact, I'm I'm even sharing wearing a. Uh, a shirt that you got at <laughs> Kohl's speaking about la- the last episode I forgot yes. that we were I
1: know that was a really fun episode the Christmas one
0: Cassie went crazy and right, it was did. amazing it was gold I can't stop saying that but I'm wearing a shirt you can't, you can't see it on the podcast uh, if you're listening to this in your car uh, but I'm wearing a, an Avengers shirt yeah. that you got I can't remember what the normal price was but you a got a long sleeve shirt for $3, $3 and you used Nicole's the trek. exact same tips yes. that you shared in the last podcast episode yeah, yes. and it was. It was just utterly amazing. So
1: I love those clothing deals, And I we received an
0: amazing comment. I really wanted you to maybe share that. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was so great. We shared in the last podcast about how you can make $30 and save a ton of money um, in the process. On our last podcast about uh, Christmas savings, and we received an email from Melissa, and she was so excited because she got her $30 earnings from applying the tips plus the money that she saved. And from here on out, she'll be able to continue to save money With those tips on all of her shopping in the future, too. So it's pretty cool.
0: So if you missed that, uh, feel free to go to com slash 004, and you'll be able to see the show notes. You'll be able to see a link to how to download the episode, as well as um, being able to look at the actual links and tips that we shared right there in the show notes as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we don't have much time. It's already going down. So let's go <laughs> ahead and get started. All right. So I wanted, again, to mention this is going to be eight actionable steps that you need to take before the end of the year. Yes. Uh, we're recording this on December 1st. So hopefully, uh, depending upon when you're listening to this, you have at least a month, if not a little bit less. And if you're you know, in the middle of the year, uh, depending on when you're actually listening to this episode, that just gives you more time to plan and prepare before the end of the year.
1: Yes. Yes. All right. And a lot of these we end up realizing, oh, that you know, we have a month left and we gotta put these into action. And so that's what we're doing here today to remind you as well.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Um one of the first things we need to talk about is the concept of our health insurance, right? Yes. And so something we need to be doing and I would encourage other families to do as well, is to go and log into your account. It's so nice to be able to have everything online these days, right? It is, yeah. Um but check your deductible uh, balance as well as your out-of-pocket to see how close you are to meeting those. I know a lot of families are uh, very close to meeting their deductible, have likely met their deductible, and uh, as they're even moving forward to potentially getting to their max out-of-pocket. But the reason why you want to do this is because there are, you know, there's, sometimes things we put off yeah. there's things we put off like i actually just i'm two weeks and two days out from <laughs>
1: hernia surgery thank you dear i think we made a joke about that in one of the last podcasts
0: <laughs> that's right i had my ice pack on i think yeah. a week ago or we had, two in yes
1: our, in our ice school basement in our recording studio yeah so it was a lot of fun <laughs>
0: So as we shared that, one of the reasons why I waited was I wanted to wait till the end of the year. Yeah. I knew I needed to do it sometime. Mm -hmm. I knew I needed- It wasn't an emergency. It wasn't an emergency. And so we waited and we went in in November and we knew that, hey, we have the end of the year coming up. We're getting ready- we have our, ma- our deductible met. We're getting close to our max out of pocket. Yep. And so, what a perfect time for me to go in. I scheduled the uh, pre-appointment, uh, pre- uh, pre-surgery pre appointment, and then I was able to get the actual surgery and my post-op. And now, you know, it, all
1: within just a couple of weeks. All of within other.
0: just a couple of weeks. So, yeah,
1: you already had your post-op.
0: So, you know, these are things that you'd be thinking about. I mean, it may not be a surgery. I hope it's not for anyone that's listening, right? But it could be eyeglasses, it could be different elective things that you need to do that are important to get done someday. But what better time to do it than before the end of the year? So one of the first things I'll really recommend Go find out what you need and then make appointments as soon as you can, because very often you cannot call a doctor and say, hey, can I get in for an appointment tomorrow? You know, some doctors might already be too booked. It's a very busy time of year because a lot of people already know this tip and they're waiting waiting. for the end of the year. Uh, But again, very often you can do that. Uh, There was another thing about prescriptions. You found this out yourself. Do you want to share that? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, prescriptions, about making sure that you get your prescriptions in before the end of the year. Right,
1: yes, so that you can um, get the final... You know amounts that you need before the end of the year. Go through all of your prescriptions, figure out what you need, and get them refilled. A lot of them will let you refill like even a week before the actual refill date. And so I have a few that will expire towards the end of the month, and so I can just get them refilled even earlier and get get that included in this year's insurance, as well as for the purposes of the HSA or for some people that have their FSA to start draining that out this year.
0: So what's great is say maybe you have to refill your prescription January third. Yes. If you can refill it a little bit sooner, then all of a sudden you're not going out on January 2nd and having to pay your deductible amount again, but you're actually able to use that percentage uh, that's le- that you're paying after your deductible has been, been met and being able to pay a lot less for your prescription now than you would on on January 2nd, yes, right?
1: Yes. No, we we figured that out a couple years ago. And so we do that every year just to make sure.
0: Now, there's something else I found out myself the hard way. So I actually use a CPAP machine when I sleep. Uh, I have sleep apnea. And something that I found for the hard way was you need to make sure that you call and order your medical supplies before the end of the year, but not just that. You want to do it before the end of the year and give them enough time to process those medical yes, supplies. We made that mistake. So, so I made the mistake where I called, I think it was on the twenty-seventh, it was right after Christmas. It was okay. a few years ago, and I said, Hey, I'd like to get my supplies refilled so it goes against this insurance year. They said, Well, we'll see if we can do that because we don't bill insurance until the day it ships. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was because they processed it on January 2nd, um, it went through on yep. the first of the next year, and I was paying. Paying full deductible prices on all of it, when I was really hoping to be able to have that go against the prior year.
1: So, do you think that in that those cases that people should really try to get it in before Christmas?
0: Oh yeah, before Christmas. So that you have
1: a full business week in the in the. Current year. If
0: you if you can, I'd say do it. You know, right now as soon as you can. Yeah. But you know, sometimes if you call now because you have some supplies, you have to wait till the middle of the, you know, a certain time before you can reorder. Okay. But you can actually pre-order and say, hey, I like to get these pre-ordered. When when can I do it? They say, well, I'm sorry, we can't do it till the 16th of December. Well, what you can do is you can call up beforehand, okay. say, hey, I want to get these supplies on the 16th. Can you put the order? to process so sure. that way I can have that hit my insurance this year and be able to get my supplies earlier as well. Yeah. So again, just be watching your health insurance, be watching those deductibles, those balances, and try to do what you can to get everything in this year so that way um, you're hitting and you're using that you know 10% or 20%, whatever your, um, your amount that you're paying of that expense instead of having to pay the deductible price later. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, cool.
0: Okay, so the next topic, FSAs. Yeah, it
1: kind of goes along with the health.
0: So flex so. spending account is what mm-hmm. an FSA stands for. And you know this is only going to be relevant for those that actually have an FSA. Yes. Um, now, you know who you are if you have one, or hopefully you do. So <laughs> the first thing I would do is go and find out what your balance on your flex spending account is as well. And we're going to be talking about HSA, the health savings account here in a minute. Sure. But I wanted to focus first on the flex spending account. So, what we would recommend is find out where you are in your spending. Now, the thing with a flex spending account is you have to use it within that full year. And there's a couple exceptions. We'll get to that here in a second. But you have to use it within that full year. um, And if you don't use it by December 31st, then you lose it. it. So, use it or lose it is the term I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing I'm going to tell you though is some employers that offer a flex savings account give you one of two options. I've seen articles that say both, but we're actually going to share on this podcast show note where the IRS says that employer can do one or Or the other, other, but not not both. both, Okay. So your employer can either give you a grace period, which says that you have two and a half months. It's generally March 15th
1: okay.
0: um, to be able to go in and, and anything, any expenses that are incurred by March 15th of the of next year, you can apply to this year's flex saving account. So say maybe you have uh, $700 left um, and you need to get some new glasses and you can't get in until January 3rd or February 1st or something like that. Okay. Well, what's great is you can go in and have if your employer allows this option, you can have that expense happen on February 1st or whatever else, as long as it's before March 15th, and then use this year's flex spending account balance to be able to uh you know put it to against cover, that. right? To it, yeah, yeah, to cover that. Yeah. So so that's one option. The okay. other option available just recently in the last couple of years by the Affordable Care Act is There are certain plans, certain flex savings accounts that will let you be able to carry over $500 of your balance from this year to be used anytime in the following year. Okay, nice. Nice. So, what, what, but again, what I've read and what I see on the IRS document as well, I'll share the link on the podcast show notes. It's one or the other, but our encouragement to families would be talk to your doctor, um, talk to your employer and find out if one of these options are available for you.
1: Out of those options are, is, Will they always be available, one or two of those, or does the employer have to set those up? So what I'm basically asking, is there automatic default that is one or the other, and you just have to figure out what it is? Or are there some FSAs that don't have that option at all?
0: There are some FSAs that, you, yeah, you can either have one or the other or neither. Or neither.
1: So okay. that's why it's, so it's
0: important, it's really to, find important to find out. it's really important to find out, not just
1: say, well, I'll find out later if it's you know the two-and-a-half-month grace period or if it's the $500, because that might not even be the case at all.
0: That's right. So, And that
1: is, that's a lot of money lost in an FSA if you don't use it. So what if you're like at the point then that you have an FSA, you discover you, you have money left, you have to use it by the end of the year or you have to use it by March 15th, you know, and you're not sure how you're going to get those medical expenses in because you <laughs> haven't had those medical needs pop up. You know, there's a lot of things that you can actually do with your FSA. Whether you have medical conditions or not or medical appointments or doctor's appointments or whatever, there's ways of getting that money back out and reimbursing yourself for purchases, right?
0: It, there is. In fact, what's what's really great about this is if you go out, we actually have this link on our uh, show notes as well, okay. it, that the IRS actually publishes. What expenses are allowable to be able to put against your F- to claim against your FSA yeah. or ev- even your health savings account? Okay. Now, this is more timely because, impressing because your FSA, you have that deadline coming. Right. But so, th- what these expenses will work for your FSA or your HSA? Okay. But we're talking specifically in the terms of your FSA now because we got to get that balance. And I used. think
1: the tips that we're going to share in this, you probably wouldn't necessarily want to do for your HSA. Um, because you don't need to Not, only do them if you absolutely need them. Whereas in the case of an FSA, if do these if you need to drain your FSA. That's right. So yes.
0: so you know that's a really good point, point. and I'll just mention that that very quickly right here b- okay. before we get to it. But the Health Savings Account, also referred to the, as the HSA, yes, you can use these expenses. But what's great about the HSA is you can expend on it now, next year, three years from now, whatever it is, it's yours. In fact, you can even leave your current company and take that HSA with you. So that is so prime that you can use these pre-tax dollars that you've saved up over the last few years or even this year or whatever else and be able to use that anytime in the future. Again, that's just for the HSA. But yes, so that's why you're saying... For the FSA, these expenses, you may want to go and buy what you need from these from this list that we're going to share here. But for the HSA, you may want to wait because right. you, you yes. know you have a surgery. Maybe a baby's going to be born. And you don't have you to just, spend it. You don't it's, have to spend it right now. It's a
1: savings account. Exactly. Whereas your flexible spending account, it has to be spent.
0: That's a good way to look so, at it. Yeah. Your health health savings account versus your flexible spending account. Right.
1: So if somebody yeah. had you $5 and said, you can save this for whatever you need, that would be your HSA. If they hand you $500 and say, spend this now, <laughs> that would be the difference.
0: Now, again, so. this is not a deep dive into FSAs and HSAs. We'll have to do that on an- another episode. I think sure, that'd be really we've, good we've to had do. both. That's right. And so we've and, had
1: experience and we've made mistakes and we've made things work with both. That's exactly so.
0: right. So, but what I wanted to share was this. So... There are some things that you would not even think about that you could actually deduct. Okay. For example, uh, when you're going to the doctor, you think I can deduct the expense of the actual cost of the visit, right? Sure, The, yeah. the amount that you pay out of pocket. Yeah. But what you may not know is you can actually deduct the mileage. Right. And now you the mileage isn't as good as, say, like a business mileage that may be 50 to 60 cents per, per mile. I can't remember what that is for this year. Yeah. But what you can do specifically this year in 2017, and you always want to check because it always changes year over year. Just like business. <laughs> Excuse me. So you can actually deduct up to 17 cents per mile. So what you can do is go through all your appointments that you've had throughout the year and be able to go through and add all the mileage up to and from the appointment. And be, able to, and be able to multiply that by 17 cents per mile and figure out a really nice chunk that you can deduct from your FSA. And
1: reimburse yourself your gas going to your doctor's <clears> appointments. <throat> That's great.
0: And so, you know, if you live in a small town, that may not be something that you're looking at. But, you know, I saw something else as well. Say if you have to go to a specialty hospital for mm-hmm. your child, um, you can actually, again, I would check this. It looks like you can actually deduct that not only that mileage if you're going specifically for that reason, but even... Hotel cost as well, as long as it's not extravagant and you're not down there for any other purpose than being with your child as they are in that specialty care. Yeah. So there's, you know, I would just encourage you to look at this uh, document that we've shared on our site. Yeah. Uh, And
1: get your money, get your money back out.
0: (laughs) You know, we, we mentioned some other things as well. I mean, do you know that? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so yeah. we, we ha- actually have a list of things that we've used in the past to drain our FSA um, when we've had that excess at the end of the year. Um, but things like, you know, over count- over-the-counter Band-Aids, over-the-counter first aid, you know, those kinds of things um, can be a deductible. Chiropractic. Can be deductible you know some insurance will pay for chiropractic but a lot does a lot do not but your fsa will cover chiropractic and I mean, there's you, you want to verify and there's
0: even a lot of chiropractors that maybe say twenty dollars per visit or whatever else and they don't even charge your insurance yeah but you can deduct like that right off place. of your fsa right
1: great yes um and of course your contacts glasses You know, those kinds of things. So it's a good time. Like if your glasses are scuffed up and they get scratches, we have too much experience with that. (laughs) Um, And you have money left over to spend, you know, get yourself new glasses and, uh, and Reimburse yourself from your FSA. Um, Also, the uh, LASIK surgery. You know, a lot of people will end up doing LASIK at the end of the year um, because their FSA will cover that. But then you've also got other things that are just on the shelf, like at the drugstores or at the grocery store drugstore shelves, things like your um, neti pots, over-the-counter medications. You know, those kinds of things. Um, One thing that we actually got with our FSA a few years ago because I'm I was a little paranoid about it being a mom is the radon test kit. Exactly. Yes. That was a really surprising one that you can do. So if you've like... I mean, there's just all kinds of weird, odd things, but the radon test kit is reimbursable by your FSA. Um, and so is there a place that people can go even to see like an official list of things that can be de- um, used?
0: So I was going to share. So you have, I, I'd say a couple of things. One, we already mentioned that list on our website that we're going to be sharing under our resources link. Okay. But a second thing, especially for over the counter drugs and those kinds of things, yeah. if you go to Walgreens, I'm not pushing Walgreens, we're not being paid by them. But right. one thing I really appreciate is yeah. when you order things on the receipt it shows a little F next to it and the F stands for FSA eligible expenses. Right. So now you know when you order these or when you purchase this list of items you know that this 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 But not this is eligible to be deducted or to be reimbursed. In
1: years past, we've shopped at like the drugstore in the last couple days of the year when we've done everything else that we could and we had a little bit of money left over. And what's great is you can take advantage of even the deals there with the coupons and get, you know, over the counter the drugs for really, really cheap. You know, and if you have a family, you're going to probably have some reoccurring sicknesses throughout the year, medication um, usually has a good expiration date. So you can stock up on, you know, those pain meds or the baby ibuprofen or whatever you want to call it and um, have those on hand so that when you need them throughout the year, you're not having to pay for them next year, but you already have them on your shelf. We've done that a couple years.
0: We have. We have. And just to make a very quick clarification in case anyone wonders. So when you're using the coupons and when you get the deep discounts on some of those items, you can only Get reimbursed what, what you, you spent, yes. not the actual coupon amount yes. or whatever else. And
1: that's a good point. And so, what I was trying to say is, you're able to get a whole lot, get
0: a lot more.
1: Stretch it, just stretch it. We love but to. If you're at the last day and you're desperate, and you need to spend it. You know, it does take time to organize that. <laughs> so, just go and and reimburse. Go buy it and reimburse yourself. But yeah, I like to get as much as I can for as little as I can. So <laughs> okay, I'm
0: realizing we're running shorter on
1: time. Okay, we ah! yes. Okay,
0: so. The next one that we're going to look at is reviewing your health savings account. So this is not about doing, okay, now we're going to transition a little bit, okay. okay? We're going to talk about as you prepare for the end of the year, why should you look at your HSA balance? Well, the good news is this, is say you you find out, in fact, I'm going to recommend the next couple that you go out to maybe uh, TurboTax. What's another one that you can look at to, to, to do mm-hmm. your taxes?
1: I can't. I can't think of it right offhand right now.
0: Wow. Okay. So TurboTax, <laughs> H and R Block, or whatever yeah. else that you can go in and you can do a mock tax return. Right. You know that your income is going to be in this range. You you kind of know some different things. Right. And so you want to go in and you want to put in. Uh, here's what we estimate our taxes are going to be for this upcoming year. Yes. Now, some people may not want to do this, but other people's people might want to, so they know what their tax liability is going to be. Right. So where this comes into play with the HSA is this, say, if you go in, you do a mock-up of your taxes and you find out, you know, if we were to drop ourselves just a little bit more in our adjusted gross income, uh, then we would actually be able to be in a lower tax bracket. Yeah. Well, what can I do to be able to meet that? Well, your HSA and a few other things that we share here are going to be a really great thing to be thinking about that you want to take care of before the end of the year. So one thing that people may not know a lot about with your health savings accounts is you can actually adjust the amount that you are putting in per paycheck at any time. You don't have to wait for a life event like a birth of a baby or or, a death of a, a child or a spouse or whatever else like you would for to change your medical plan, sure. but to change your amount that you're putting into your HSA, each paycheck, you can do that at any, any given time. Yeah. Now, I know that doesn't give us a lot of time before the end of the year, but you still have a paycheck or two that if you talk to your ben, uh, HR department and try to get that changed, then maybe the next couple of paychecks you can get more added pre-tax. Yes. But there's a second thing you can do for your HSAs. What you can do is you can contribute an amount post-tax, and then you put that amount in there, you say, well, wait a second, that was post-tax. So what do I do about that? Well, when it comes to time of your taxes, you can actually deduct the amount that you put in post-tax into your HSA, as long as it's under the limits that are allowable and set by Congress. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you can put in post-tax and be able to put that as a deduction on your taxes. Nice. And so what okay. what that does is that allows you to be able to reduce your amount of income and then the you might be able and your tax liability goes down.
1: Yeah, that's really smart. That's really smart. Okay.
0: So All right, along the same lines as we continue to walk through this. So that was uh number three. Number four, let's talk about charitable contributions. Yes. Okay.
1: One of my favorite things to do at the end of the year. At the
0: end of the year, we love to go through, we have some favorite charities that we love to support and we really love to go in and be able to give a little bit extra because it helps them. But at the same time, it helps you with your taxes as well. If it's a, I think it's a 503C. I sure hope that's correct. Whatever the charitable um, uh, category is for taxes. Uh, But what's really great about that is some charities depends, you know, go out and take a look at this. Uh, We'd encourage you to, uh, we're going to be sharing an article from the Today Show where I thought they did a really good job on how you can go out and check the legitimacy of a charity.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so oh, awesome. uh, and helpful, so very we've, we've shared that. We'll also share a post where we've talked about this before as yeah, well.
1: We, we've shared an article on how to know if you're if the charity that you're giving to is a scam. Now, yeah.
0: the thing to be careful of there, it's only for charities, I believe, uh, from resources we've shared in the past that have a million dollars of contributions or more. Okay. So they're be for your larger charities. Yeah. But again, there are different things you can do to make sure the charity that you're giving to is uh, legitimate. Yeah. Um, but the thing I want to share here is there are some really great charities that we've given to in the past that at the very end of the year, they have another donor that says, Every dollar that's given will match it up to a certain amount. Yeah,
1: like they call it like a Christmas, um, you know, charitable giving or whatever. And so they set up these special things, probably because they know that people are also trying to, you know, give it the last minute and give it the the end of the year for tax purposes. And so then people are able to maximize that and, and double their their value in that sense to that charity.
0: So just like you said before, when you are in the drugstore and you're trying to get as much as you can for yes. less money because you're using coupons, right? Or last time we talked about coals. When it gets comes to the end of the year, one thing we love to do is find these charities that have that kind of match. Yeah. So that way, whenever you're giving, you know, say you're giving a hundred dollars, or maybe fifty dollars, $50 or maybe more, yeah. that means that instead of just giving a hundred dollars, now you essentially gave two hundred dollars to that charity right. because that charity had that match. Yeah. And it's such an um, an amazing thing you can do.
1: It is. It is. And also local charities, you know, those aren't going to be listed on the website that we're going to be showing in our show notes um, because there are local and you very well could be working with local charities your local church um you know just that's a great place to give at the end of the year is those local charities and your local churches that you've been a part of and that you that you know are helping your community
0: so let me ask you this question you're getting ready to do something for tomorrow we keep trying to remind ourselves about this (laughs) but so let me ask you this question Cass so is it only money that can count towards your charitable deductions
1: no and that is the fantastic thing about um different options it's not just money that ends up becoming a tax deduction but items and so it's is a great time especially with christmas around the corner and going to be adding more stuff into your house it's a great time to get rid of things and donate them to um you know thrift stores that are set up to for charitable giving. Uh, we have a few in our area, you know, Goodwill is one of them where you can get a tax, um, write off for the value of the items that you donate. And so if you like do those mock-up taxes, or if you don't want to do your mock-up taxes and you just want to do this anyway, to get your house cleaned out and get an additional tax deduction before the end of the year, clean out your house, take in some donations and uh, have an additional tax write-off by the end of the year.
0: And what's really great, we've used TurboTax our own, ourselves for our taxes. And what we really love is TurboTax walks you through how to find the value of those items. And they have a really great system. Um, Again, TurboTax isn't paying us for this, but I I love sharing tools and resources and we can it even makes life easy. It makes life easy. Yeah, That's right. For sure. So anyway, so don't forget that as well. Uh so that items. Was but four. one thing I wanted to say more about the charitable contributions. Yes. Remember those are not gonna be tax credits, right. that's a tax deduction. Right. So it means that what you're doing is you're reducing- You're,
1: you're not going one to get one-to-one. It's not going
0: one to be one-to-one. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you understand when you give to a charity, obviously you want to give to the charity because you want to, yes. but that, that side benefit is being able to get that tax deduction as well. Yes. So, yes. All right. so the next thing we talked about is- if you have a business, yes, right?
1: Especially those home businesses, we know about that ourselves. <laughs>
0: so what can you do, Cass, before the end of the year to to maximize your tax uh, tax liability for the next year?
1: Yeah. So especially in years where we know that um, we're going to have a higher amount of taxes coming out from our home businesses, we will say, okay, what equipment do we have? What things do we have that are kind of really on their last legs that we really need to replace? Um, and then we go and figure that out and make those replacements. You know, anywhere from printers. We've done a laptop before. We had a, a laptop that was very, very old very low functioning. And so we had to, we needed one anyway. And it was like, gonna get a new one before the end of the year. We bought it in December um, before the new year came around, you know, just things like that. So think through your own businesses, your home businesses, things that you can use as a write-off that you can go and, and purchase. Um, and so that you can um, get that additional tax write-off before the end of the year to also help, you know, lower your your uh, tax bracket
0: there. So yeah, if you have a business, you know, you have to put this on your schedule C, but all of these things are really, and again, talk to your tax accountant, uh, talk to whoever you're going to talk to as well. But just realize that some of these purchases, and we've done some of this ourselves already in this last month before the end of the year, uh, just because we want to prepare ourselves to be ready. April 15th will be coming very, very soon. And so just be ready for that too as well. Yes. Okay. So uh, something else we want to talk about is the concept, and this could be for families that already have a 529 savings plan for their children for college. So I'm not going to get into too much detail on this because we we're just we're just running out, out of time. time. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to just mention, obviously, a 529, if you already have one, you probably already know that they're not federal tax deductible. But there are, and I can put a link in here as well, there are 30 states that do offer you state tax deductions for being able to give up to a certain amount uh, for your uh, 529. Okay. So, again, these are things to be considering. Uh, something else to remember as well uh, is, well, let's go ahead and get to number the next one, and then we'll com- come back to it as well. Number seven, we want to talk about deducting medical expenses. Okay. Now, you may not know this, but I'm not saying you, but as you're <laughs> listening to this, uh, So when you can, if you have a lot of medical expenses in a year Mm -hmm. and if they actually are exceed more, I believe it's 10% of your adjusted gross income, whatever expenses are in excess over that 10%, you can actually count as a deduction as well. So I really hate to hear uh, stories about families that you know are struggling. That maybe a child has an illness so they are having to spend a lot of money out of pocket, yeah. or maybe a spouse that's going through a lot of issues for a year. But one thing you can do is if you've had a lot of expenses... And again, 10% more, I I believe it's 10% or more of your adjusted gross income, then you can actually write off a a percentage of that. So what I would do is one, understand that. So you know you can actually spend and actually uh, say, let's go ahead and pay this off now so we can write this off again.
1: Combining that with tip number one, two, and three.
0: Combine it with tip number one, two, and three. But uh, being able to uh, do what we can to get our expenses to a point, if we need to, to be able to help. Ah, write that off when it comes to April as well. Yeah, again, yeah. it's not a really um, deep tip and there's not a lot of detail behind it. And it
1: might not apply to everybody, but, but those few that it could, it could be a big help just to Just be
0: aware of it for yes, sure. Okay. Yes. All right. And then our last one that I want to cover is the concept of inv- investing. So again, we've talked about mocking up your taxes, uh, but we're going to talk about... The investing for two different reasons. Okay. I can't get into 401ks, Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs right now. We'll
1: do that on another podcast. Yeah. We'll have to do that yeah. on another.
0: <laughs> yep. So as the individual retirement account that we've talked about, um, that we talked about and we'll be sharing it with on another podcast episode as well. Yeah. But as you prepare and you get ready, if you meet certain eligible uh, eligibility, eh, eligibility <laughs> requirements, uh, you can actually be able to put money into your traditional IRA or your 401k as pre-tax dollars. And so as you're looking at your tax liability, uh, so one thing, as you look at your tax liability, find out, do I want to put more in to be able to have a lower adjusted gross income for a lower amount of taxes we have to pay, right? Right. But then there's a second thing as well. You know, everyone thinks about taxes when it comes to the end of the year, but sometimes what people don't think about is, say, if you have a 401k or you have Mm, a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, there's only so much you can put in every year, right? right? right. So yeah. what happens when you get to January 1st? Can it, you go back and can you put money back no, in? No.
1: If you didn't maximize it, it's done. It's gone. <laughs>
0: okay. I guess there's one exception. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. But yes, but in general, once that year is passed, you cannot go back. Whenever that expiration date is, and we'll get to that in a second, once that year has passed, you can't go back in, say, if you have more money now and be able to put money into last year's plan. Right. So you've lost that that Opportunity. Yeah, opportunity. It's That's an opportunity it. cost. Like you lost the opportunity to put more into your retirement plan for that year. Yeah. And so the one thing I was going to say, uh, look at your traditional IRAs, uh, you generally are able to put it until April 15th uh, and count it, backdate it for the prior tax year. Uh, so it actually counts as a contribution. So it lowers your income and also counts against the prior year's uh, amount as well. So yeah. that way you're not putting it into the current year. Okay. I know that's a lot of information, but again, I wanted to go through and say what are some things you can do and be aware of before the end of the year. Yeah,
1: and it's really important to take note of these eight things and if any of them apply to you, because you could be missing out on a lot of money, either in the form of of draining your FSA or in the form of actual income or the ability to lower your tax bracket or your adjusted gross income, any of those things when it comes to the end of the year. And um, you don't want to miss out on those opportunities because, you know, that money can be used for investing. It can be used for your future. It can be used to get out of debt. <laughs> um, and so you don't just want the year to – January 1st to roll over and you realize that you had some missed opportunities that would have been very wise to have taken advantage of this past year.
0: Now we had a comment. We, we broadcast live on Facebook at the same time. We had yeah. a comment about – Putting this stuff into a podcast, uh, into Until a, a post. into a post, yes. and something we're going to be doing, and we do for every podcast episode, yes. uh, is we actually create a show notes page on our site, yes. and it's for this episode. It's going to be the thriftycouple.com dot okay. slash zero zero five. Again, the thriftycouple.com dot slash zero zero five, where we're going to break this down, share each tip, go through point by point by point, and lay it all out for you with all the links as well. So you can go in and be able to get that information on our site, but you know, that we've shared here on this episode. Just
1: to make it easy, those easy, actionable steps, because I know it's hard to keep it all straight in your head. So (laughs) So I I
0: appreciate that reminder as well. So thank you so much. You
1: can definitely find the show notes after uh, the episode.
0: Okay. So now we need to move into our 2% 2 tip. So remember, what is our 2% tip? Our 2% tip is where we share a tip that will help you either shrink your budget by 2% or be able to increase your income by 2% as you're looking for those month after month expenses uh, to cut as well as opportunities to bring in more income
1: yes yeah. so today's two uh, percent tip is going to be in the form of a two percent decrease and one thing that we are in we're when we're recording this it's cold outside um and so we actually uh have an article on our site about m- many ways that you can reduce the your heating costs
0: at mm, home yes and
1: uh that because heating can be a very big expense um But one actionable thing that everybody can do that's very, very easy is to install a programmable thermostat. And if you don't have that yet, we'll put a link in the show notes. You can buy them for around $25 to $30 online, have it sent to you in just a few days with free shipping. And they're very, very easy to install. And you can um, use this programmable thermostat to save you quite a bit of money. And right now is the perfect time to install that and save that 2%. And we will get you close to your 2% goal for the month.
0: You know what's really great? I was speaking with a furnace, furnace technician just a couple of weeks ago. And he was telling me, especially for heating your home, how it's so much cheaper to be able to heat your home than it is to be able to cool your home. Mm -hmm. And so he says, as you know, to really go in, uh, schedule, whether it be weekdays, whether it be weekends, if you know you're going to be gone for four or five hours, you know, let that temperature drop. And then say, you know, I want by this time, I want it to be back up to this price right here to this temperature, not price. (laughs) But that will really help (laughs) you save. that will really help you save a lot.
1: Yeah, and you know what's great too is it's more than just the programmable thermostat that you can use to keep your home warm. Um, and so we actually share a number of tips both in our book and on our website. So we'll put a link in the show notes to the additional ways. But the programmable thermostat is going to be a very easy, mindless, actionable way to do that. And then if you wanted to go even further in saving money on your heating bill, we will include a link to that article that will give you some other additional steps.
0: I love it. Okay, well we want to just say thank you so very much. I guess that's going to be a wrap. And uh, thank you so much for listening today. We really just love getting on here, sharing with you, you know, something that would be a huge help and a huge blessing, uh, not only for us, but we want for other families as well, is getting the word out about this podcast. We'd love to have, if you've been blessed, if you have been encouraged by anything that we've said in this podcast episode, we'd encourage you to go out to iTunes and leave a review. And the more reviews we get, the more it just gives more it gets the word out to more people. And that's what we really want to do is we want to get out the idea that there's hope, that there's hope for the hopeless, Mm -hmm. that those that think that they are so far deep in debt, that there's no way out that we know that there's hope because we've been there and we've dug ourselves out and we want to share with other families that path to be able to get out themselves. Yes. I love that. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.